This is Inspiring Design, where unique innovators come together to share their knowledge, share their insight, and keep us up to date with the latest industry trends. And here's your host, Rashan Senanayak. What's up, listeners? Welcome to season four of Inspiring Design with Roshan Senanayaka. This is where the best of the best brands, experts, change makers, and thought leaders come together to share their valuable insights, experience, and knowledge, all centered around the growth sector in advanced manufacturing within Industry 4.0, encompassing various industries, technologies, skills, knowledge, trends as well as stakeholders all the while linking it back into education within schools and universities what's up listeners welcome to inspiring design today we're going to deep dive into the fascinating world of dam engineering a branch of civil engineering to speak about this sector i have here with me one of the leading minds on a global scale Dr. Garmini Adhikari. How would I describe Garmini? Simply put, 43 years of experience. 43 years of an exceptional professional career in dams engineering, in the water resources industry, within the public and private sector. He's worked in Australia, Asia, Africa, and Europe, especially in safety management, technical assessment, design, investigation, and numerical modeling of dams associated specifically with water supply, irrigation, as well as hydropower projects. Not only is Garmini a chartered professional engineer, he also holds a doctor of philosophy in dams engineering from the prestigious Monash University. The list keeps going. He's a member and fellow at a number of professional engineering institutes all over the world and is literally one of the smartest minds I have ever personally met. So he's the right man for the job. Garmini, welcome to the show. Welcome to Inspiring Design. Can you tell us a little bit of your background? What's your story? Thank you, Rasha. I graduated as a civil engineer 47 years ago in Sri Lanka, where I was born and educated up to the first degree level. My career in Australia began in 1978, mm. when I arrived here to do my PhD in dams engineering at, at Monash University in Melbourne. Mm. Melbourne would have looked a lot different back then. <laughs> yes, it did. And uh, I because i have been living here um, the change hasn't been too dramatic uh, mm. but for someone who uh, would have visited 47 years later it would have been unrecognizable yeah 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 and uh, dams was the field i always wanted to work in mm -hmm. growing up as a child i was fascinated by these large structures and the way they change people's lives for the better in multiple ways. So after my PhD, I took up a position as a dams engineer in the water supply department of the Victorian government. Mm -hmm. 
since World War II, Victoria was building on average one dam a year. Wow. And I joined this well-developed dam design and construction program. In the mid-1990s, the Victorian government prioritized the dams group and SMEC bought the dams group. So I have been with SMEC since then and currently work, in, work as its chief technical principal dam safety. Wow. So how long is that um, career at SMEC? 27 years. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> it's almost... Yeah. I think unheard of these days in 2022 where someone would stay for that long in one company. So it's uh, very unique and I'm sure SMEC has a lot of good things to say about your contribution. Uh, uh, SMEC does. And uh, uh, to give you an example, ever since I started with SMEC, I have had really uh, interesting and challenging jobs that were given to me. And, and uh, they've appreciated my input and uh, uh, also recently uh, did a uh, interview with me and put it on the website too so mm -hmm. it's something yes. that i appreciate absolutely and definitely uh for those of you listening make sure you guys go to the show notes and check out the link uh this article is well written and directs you straight to um the smec website's article so don't forget to check that out can you tell us a little bit about SMEC? What do, what do they do? And can you uh, tell us some context about who exactly is SMEC? SMEC is a large multinational company uh, with a global footprint. And SMEC has 120 plus offices in 40 plus countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're spread across all continents so um, yeah so we are uh, one of the top tier consultants in the world yeah wow excellent well um this is why i actually wanted to make sure that we get an expert such as yourself and i know schools and universities listening in can actually gain a lot from understanding what these big multinational corporations and how they operate before we get into the nitty-gritty of dams engineering can you give us a high level information of what it what exactly is civil engineering yeah um, civil engineering is uh, all about uh, making lives easier for for people and uh, it's, it's the uh, engineering that, that harnesses the natural power of uh, the the nature into the benefit of mankind and that's how the civil engineering was defined Mm -hmm. uh, a few hundred years ago right yeah. and uh, so at that time uh, engineering was largely broken up into three main areas civil engineering electrical engineering and mechanical engineering mm -hmm. and uh, so broadly dams engineering falls into the civil engineering yeah area and now civil engineering uh, has uh, expanded into something like uh, almost 100 different fields. Great, great. So let's get into dams engineering. That's that's the main focus of today and your principal expertise. Tell us a little bit about what exactly is dams engineering. I mean, I feel like the name is there, but um, what's exactly involved with it and how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Um, so, so dams engineering, uh, as the name sounds, is uh, 
all about dams. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it starts with um, investigating uh, a, uh, a site. And I mean, if you talk about uh, a greenfield site mm -hmm. where there is no, no dam existing, uh, then uh, the first thing you would do is uh, do an environmental impact assessment to see whether there are any adverse effects of building a dam at that particular site. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, so once once that's done, you do an investigation to look at the foundations, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, then that investigation can be uh, quite extensive. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you start uh, developing your your preliminary design to suit uh, the, the requirement of that particular dam, whether it is a uh, water supply dam or um, a dam for generating um, hydropower, mm -hmm. um, or it is recreational dam or a dam for for irrigation. Uh, so depending on the purpose for which the dam is designed and constructed, uh, you take different approaches. Yeah. Uh, so, so once you do that investigation, you do um, a preliminary design, um, and then uh, that gives you a reasonable uh, impression of what it's going to cost. Um, and then you go into a detailed design mm. yeah. and then into construction. Yeah. Uh, so during construction, um, you'll get involved with multiple different um, you know, contractors. Um, if, if there is a power station involved, then uh, you would have electromechanical people. Uh, mm -hmm. If there's a tunnel involved for diverting the river, uh, then uh, you would have tunneling engineers involved. I mean, they're all different fields that, that come into the mix of, of uh, building a dam. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sometimes you do have a bridge across the spillway mm -hmm. of a dam, then you would need a structural and bridge engineers to design that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, we'll naturally have a road over the dam uh, connecting the, the two sides of the, the riverbanks. And uh, then uh, you would need the transport and road engineers to be involved in that. Yeah, well, this is, I, I think I'm starting to get a picture of what's involved with it and it's actually a pretty interesting field and when we actually think about it take a moment to visualize how big system things that we're we're not talking about a little bit of water we're talking about massive mega almost uh, megatons of water and being controlled in an environment towards a particular outcome too and it might have adverse effects on the entire city if it's not um, actually properly uh, executed and um, do you know how many dams there are in the world? Just throwing out some crazy numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I would uh, say this is actually something that I haven't looked up in the recent past, but uh, mm -hmm. there would be, uh, if you look at all the dams in the world, uh, there would be, be millions. Wow. Um, and uh, but then you look at the dams can, can be categorized into to small dams and then large dams. Uh, primarily, they have this uh, definition of a large dam being more than 15 meters high and certain reservoir size and certain spillway size. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there'll be something like 
100,000 of those dams around. Wow. And uh, in Australia, we have uh, about 500 of uh, those large dams. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you look at all the dams, uh, store water in Australia, there is uh, close to 370,000. Wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, they have been built for various purposes, as I said before. Yeah, perfect. Well, uh, let's take a look at what this industry looks like um, in, as a comparison point of view of the past and the future. So let's focus on the past for the time being. What did you think, what do you think your industry looked like, let's say 10 to 20, 30 years ago? Um, how did it look like in terms of practice? And obviously you were part of that journey 27 years ago, entering the industry into, especially into SMEC. So, do you do you see a lot of evolution in how dams are constructed over the last three decades? In terms of the way they are constructed, I mean the the techniques for uh, investigation, design, and construction have changed uh, quite uh, dramatically mm -hmm. over that period, and uh, over the forty plus years that I have been uh, interested in in dams mm. uh, as a, as a civil engineer. Uh, I can see the, the field changing, the uh, the design principles mm. are evolving and mm. uh, more and more research is being undertaken into various aspects like design of filters for dams and anchors for concrete dams, things like that uh, are continually being improved and with those um, newer, uh, newer techniques for uh, for design and, and installation uh, come through. Yeah, absolutely. And what about, where do you think, if you had to forecast where this magnificent industry is going to be headed, where do you think it'll look, what do you think it'll look like in, let's say, in, in, the, in the next few decades? Um, so as an industry, um, we should not look at just the dam construction. Mm -hmm. uh, we should also be looking at how the dams that we have already built uh, should be looked after uh, so that uh, they are they are maintained in uh, in safe condition uh, going forward uh, so uh, as as the sites for new dams become less and less and uh, the the efficient use of water is um, is what people usually are encouraged to do uh, then we can do with fewer dams fewer new dams being constructed in the future uh, but maintain the existing dams in a safe and, and efficient way yeah uh, so that is where dam safety comes in and that's mm -hmm. the field that i have been uh, focusing on uh, for the last uh, 30 plus years wow. uh, and uh, how we should uh, safely mm. improve and uh, and maintain uh, these existing dams. Yeah, uh, because yeah. the dams that were designed and built say fifty years ago were designed and built to different standards and practices. And uh, while they have very long lives, uh, if you take for example the ancient dams that mm -hmm. you find around the world, um, including Sri Lanka and other parts of Europe mm -hmm. and Asia, uh, they are Two to three thousand years old. Mm, uh, yeah. So, but but those dams were very conservatively designed so that they 
they would not fail. Mm -hmm. But uh, these days, as engineers, we make those designs much more efficient mm -hmm. and much more safer. Uh, so the the evolution has been in the in the way we we uh, we design these dams to be safe and we construct them to be more economical and and efficient use of materials. Of course, of course, and obviously with that. I'm assuming there would be a lot of technology involved, especially in the last 10 to 15 years, I think. Do you see a lot of technologies integrated within the actual dams industries in the last decade versus, let's say, pre-2000? And some technologies that I feel like just by logic would come into play would be drones because you're working with a large um, site. Usually you would need an aerial point of view recording things a bit more accurately and then documenting in CAD. Um, do you have building information modeling involved in um, dams engineering? Um, yeah, you, you can uh, use building information modeling, but it's more in an area of uh, infrastructure such as buildings, uh, whereas for dams uh, during construction, because they are uniquely designed for a particular site, uh, we don't uh, use as much of it. Uh, but what we do is when we are in the face of uh, monitoring and uh, and management of dams, uh, and when we do dam inspections uh, to make sure that uh, there are no issues developing, we use uh, techniques such as drones for accessing areas that we cannot uh, access safely. Uh, and uh, that way we can uh, send a drone camera out and, uh, and maneuver it in such a way that we can uh, look at those difficult to access areas to make sure that uh, they're still functioning as they are intended. Mm. Uh, so the, the, that, that's during the, uh, the inspections and maintenance area, mm -hmm. uh, but during design and construction, likewise, um, we use new technology now uh, with the with the, the use of CAD with the drawings and and how they are how they are designed and and sent across to the site for for construction. Yeah, and and the construction itself and all the all the new techniques that have been developed for for construction. Uh, come into play, uh, although the the actual method of construction, depending on the type of dam, mm -hmm. uh, whether it is an earth and rock fill dam or a concrete dam or concrete arch dam, so depending on on what you build, mm -hmm. uh, different uh, machinery and techniques will be used. And uh, so the uh, the new technology that comes through in those areas are always uh, coming into use in this field. Yeah, awesome. And do you see much robotics integrated into dams engineering? Simply, the logic behind that question was maybe in the maintenance of especially the older dams, being able to restore things quicker and more accurately, removing that human error. Um, do you see much robotics within the context? Uh, no, uh, because the dams need to be designed for the particular site. Uh, then uh, we do use uh, techniques which are specific uh, and yeah. they're not readily um, 
implemented from one side to another except for general principles mm, okay fair enough fair enough and um, so one of the things i want to understand now looking at we've discussed technology uh we've discussed the different avenues that come from that um how do you see it's almost an obvious question but how do you see the role of design thinking fall within the context of dams engineering now design thinking can be seen as uh, creative thinking it could be critical problem solving there's a number of different ways but obviously because we're working with dams that are big systems either towards power generation or it might be towards diversion it might be towards retention there might be a whole array of different big system problems do you see design thinking being a key skill set within your industry to answer that question the way uh, you think about the design uh, is to see how things can be made more um, more efficient and and safer. Uh, so that is the area in which uh, the focus should be made. Uh, and uh, we, when we talk about a, a dam, uh, we always need to consider um, what what is the uh, what's the best way of making sure that this is safe and uh, and how we can make sure that in a way efficient design is uh, it gives that impression that uh, you want to use uh, less materials and faster faster construction techniques and the like but that's not how this area should be looked at given given the uh, the risk to the population as well as mm. uh, um, in other areas where uh, the, the risk comes in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sorry, I'm, I, a question came into my mind while you were explaining it. I wanted to know what's a general, when someone's designing, a, let's say a new dam, is there a lifespan that they're aiming for generally? Uh, a new dam is usually designed for uh hundred years that, that's usually it, it depends on what areas of of the dam that you mm -hmm. uh you focus on and uh, for the civil components uh, that's the design life cycle that we use mm -hmm. and for for mechanical aspects like the uh, uh the wells and, and pipelines uh and the the mechanical equipment that that are needed to uh, to operate uh, uh, such as spillways, uh, spillway gates, uh, they are designed to last a design life of about 50 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there are also electrical works that are involved in operating those. And uh, those electrical uh, components are generally uh, designed to last about 25 years, or so they are expected to be uh, renewed. Yeah at those intervals, although having said that, the civil structures do last a lot longer than 100 years. And as I said before, depending on the way these dams are built uh, and which materials they have used, they've lasted two to 3,000 years, uh, two, two to 3,000 years. And uh, the, the expectation is that they should last at least 500 years. Wow. Uh, but it can be longer than that also. That's awesome. I think it really puts things into perspective when, especially 
working with um, teachers and students in schools and universities when you know generally a design task is or a problem solving task is very almost immediate and um, if if someone has to design something for that last 500 years it's almost a different type of thinking and it puts things into a whole different way of um, framing so I, I love that now linking things back into education what do you think are the key skill sets required to be a successful dams engineer or working within your industry what are some crucial skill sets that you look for yeah um yeah i, I would say uh people who have appetite for sort of analytical things mm -hmm. um, i'm talking about things like science technology engineering and mathematics uh, so they are the areas that um, generally come into focus in uh, in engineering generally and in dams in particular students who, who do like those subjects uh, are the ones who would be attracted to to these fields mm -hmm. and uh, particularly uh, maths uh, that's where uh, as uh, uh, students at, at school that's what I was good at, and uh, so this is where uh, my sort of natural tendencies uh, uh, was cultivated going into this uh, built environment and particularly the, the yeah. dams industry. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's usually the, the students' own uh, uh, abilities and interests that would generally drive it. Uh, the teachers can um, can uh, teach it out of the the students to see how uh, which areas that students are more interested in, mm -hmm. and uh, and the teachers can also uh, cultivate that interest in their minds by introducing these areas into into their classroom curriculum, mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, when they when they are exposed to these uh, fields, they will start to think, oh, that is an area that I might I might like. So. Yeah. Unless you plant those seeds in 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 students' minds, they won't know what's around them. So I think the, the it's the the teacher's uh, job, which is which is actually one of the toughest in my view, because oh, my okay. parents my parents are both teachers, so I I understand what teaching is. Uh, this is where the interests are forged and and the interests are developed so um, it's an area that the teachers actually have a, a particular role to play absolutely absolutely and i 100 percent agree with that we actually recently ran this um competition it's, it was a design thinking competition on problem solving towards climate change and there were the state school we actually had a whole array of different thinking styles and solutions that came out of it and and some were fully developed games for education purposes some were um clothing material to raise awareness or recycled products and the one that really interested me more, me was the students actually came up with a new style of irrigation system in their eyes they were really interested in problem solving that for the school environment all geared towards the climate change context so it was really interesting to see how they perceived the same problem but because of their interest, as you just mentioned, they kind of focus on that level of 
accountability towards the context they like naturally and they start problem solves using those skill sets um uh, science engineering mathematics and so on so it's really interesting to see those types of um seeds actually come into something so i'm, I'm very much in alignment with what you're thinking now if you had to advise students and graduates on say anything towards developing their careers or entering and exploring the dance engineering as a possible career what's your advice for them uh, if i can uh, answer this question in two parts sure. uh, first uh, for students uh, as i said it's actually the the teachers who, who generally have mm. a role to play there but uh, for the the students who uh, aspire to be in these areas uh, they should be focusing on and those um, analytical fields like uh, maths and science, uh, and then look at what parts of engineering that would interest them, because it's such a huge field. Uh, and uh, then they can pursue their, their career in that direction. And uh, then they could choose the university courses that they would like to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and and also select the subjects in uh, in VCE and uh, HSC uh, to allow them to, to go into those areas. And then secondly, when you are in the universities, the university teachers do have this uh, role of teaching them uh, the the principles and techniques in, in different parts of engineering uh, so that they go into the industry uh, as um, industry ready. So in, in that particular circumstance, the most important aspect that I see is that the students need to be given a thorough understanding of the fundamentals of engineering in their chosen fields, uh -huh. make them conversant with the first principles of engineering in their fields. They need to use examples where those fundamentals are used uh -huh. and uh, that way they'll get to uh, also uh, familiar with how these principles uh, use and and how how things work yeah so it's only if you understand how things work you can step out of the box and uh, and look at new way of doing things and and make make the processes more efficient uh, as well as um, safe in in our world of engineering mm, absolutely and i think that's valuable advice now, um, lastly, do you, you've, you've already mentioned that your um, parents were teachers, so you would have a very unique outlook on the role of a teacher. And personally, something that I constantly say is teachers are highly under, underrated in Australia, and I think they should be valued a lot more simply because they're the ones designing their future capital of our society. And um, teachers have a massive role to play in shaping the minds and their careers and how they're going to contribute towards their um, future society when when students grow up i know i was affected by a couple of my really really favorite teachers and um, so because of that the work we do is always geared towards helping these teachers what's your advice for them uh, yeah i think uh, at both levels the at school as well as at universities. Uh, mm. I mean, they've been given this, uh, this this wonderful asset to develop and nurture. 
and and they do actually have that responsibility to make sure that uh, that they use that opportunity to uh, to forge a, a generation that's that's well equipped with the, the tools that they need uh, to go into the society and and start using them so depending on the areas that they choose to go into um i keep going back to uh, how how they should be um taught the the fundamentals of whatever that area that they choose to work in mm-hmm. uh, or study in uh it, those those principles and how to to apply those those uh, fundamentals and first principles so if, if you keep that in the back of your mind uh, they will go out into the into the industry being aware of uh how how to look at a, a problem from the perspective of uh how these things work yeah. and uh, so that way uh they will be able to to dissect a problem and analyze it and and find good solutions to those problems perfect valuable advice once again and it's been i feel like we've only touched the surface when it comes to this big field in dams engineering um but unfortunately that's the time for today but thank you so much gamini for all the words of wisdom and showing us what is involved with the dams engineering and and sharing the knowledge from your exceptional career this is um something i'm very proud of seeing how you've gone through and um it's really good to see where this exciting field is actually headed and um and i think hopefully this episode listening to the listening to what you have shared we've inspired a few more minds to be the future dams engineers of australia so thank you so much for your time thank you for having me pleasure that's it for today's episode now it's time to take action and build on the learnings to get inspired First up, jump on to rashansenanayaka.com forward slash podcast and check out the show notes, links and other relevant learning materials from this amazing episode. Next, if you learned something new today, click that subscribe button and set yourself up to receive live notifications on future episodes as well as more opportunities to learn from our amazing guests, brands and speakers. Last but not least, it's time to have your say. Join the conversation and share your thoughts and feedback on today's episode with a review, all while joining many others with a five-star rating for Inspiring Design with Rashan Senanayaka. Till next time.